0: Female community, it's Jasmine Jarvis, the founder of Technically Female, here for another good episode of my podcast. So today I have PhD candidate Jerusha Mather from Australia. Hi, Jerusha, how are you?
1: I'm good, how are you?
0: I'm doing well. It's another good Wednesday full of STEMinistas, and I have an awesome STEMinista in you today um, to talk to learn more about your journey. So, talk let's walk through this like who are you um i know you're obviously awesome because you're getting a phd but you know let us know a little bit about yourself
1: um my name is yeah i grew up in Sri Lanka i was born in Sri Lanka where the doctor said i would never walk or talk and I came to Australia when I was two years old and I I received therapy that really helped me improve my condition. And I am now able to walk and talk, and I, I completed my Bachelor of Science, and I, I, I then did a Bachelor of Biomedical Science or honest, and then I, I am now a PhD student at Victoria University. I am doing a systematic review. It's no.
0: That's so awesome. Like, I don't even know where to start with your story. Uh, And I really, you know, commend you and I'm so excited to unpack all the things you just said, like just one of those things I just don't even can't even imagine, you know, getting your PhD in medical and biological sciences, being told you'd never be able to walk or talk, having cerebral palsy and really pushing the envelope in the STEM space to provide more awareness um two cerebral palsy and doing research in that that's so amazing and and then next is medical school that's like so many layers to you and I can't wait for us to talk a little bit more on that and so I want to talk about um the first thing that you talked through um, you said at a young age you you know you were from Sri Lanka um and you were told that you would never walk or talk which you know clearly you're talking I can't see you, but I'm sure you're walking. Um, And so you've literally defied um, all of the, um, uh, I guess, negative uh, vibes that were spoken to you. And so how did you cope with those, I would call them distractions or um, or, uh, information that was given to you that came your way to kind of try to be a hindrance to your personal Uh, journey and your STEM pursuit uh, to your PhD, how did you deal with being told things that were pretty crippling, honestly, if you think about it? How did you uh, persevere through that?
1: Thank you. Um, My journey has been wonderful. The fun. And I think one of the most amazing things that really helped me was I started to believe in myself and I started to tell myself in my own friends that really support you Um, I have been fortunate to have a good family and, and a good friends that that help really supported my dream and that have really um contributed to my success as an individual. And I I also think that I've also, always been somebody who, who's who's so self-motivated. Like That's...
0: So many golden nuggets in that, like, I don't like, I'm just going to see if I can, if I caught all of them, I think, you know, it really hit home to me. It sounds like you really set the bar for yourself and didn't let others set that bar for you. I think it's so easy as women, especially women in STEM to allow external forces or external thoughts from people that may or may not matter, um, dictate the trajectory of our career of what we believe we can do so I really like the point you hit about confidence and believing in yourself and knowing that you're worthy and capable of fulfilling your dreams and making a difference and beating the odds like it's almost like you're in a competition with yourself right it's like I'm gonna I'm determined to make this happen and I'm confident in that and I think so many people especially women lack that confidence that factor of I can do this and um, in my first episode, I kind of talked a little bit to, you know, I had that same type of situation where I was told, you know, no a lot through all the things that I wanted to do. And if I had to let the, that um, mindset or those thoughts really um, control the narrative of my journey, I wouldn't be where I am today. And so I applaud you for that because I think being confident in yourself is important. Um, knowing that you're worthy and that you can make a difference no matter what. Um what comes your way and setting the setting your own bar and not allowing others to and then another point that you hit that really hit home for me and it's important to me is family and friends like you need your tribe right everybody needs a tribe like uh it takes a village to make things happen I think so often uh we become individualistic and think that we can only do it on our own but really it's to your point the support of family and friends that gets you through some of the hardest and toughest days um, so I, I, I can completely uh, relate to that because, you know, without my family, I don't I don't really know if half of the things I achieved would happen. And so, you know, you mentioned that um, you are getting your Ph.D. in medical and biological sciences. I um, the first Ph.D. Um, at the university that you go to in Australia and you're hoping to be am um, one of the first uh, students to enter medical school in Australia with cerebral palsy. Um, and so to me, that reads women pioneer, like you're the first, like, which is a lot of pressure, right? It's like, oh, like everyone's looking at me, like I got to make sure, you know, I hold it together or, you know, you're inspiring others, right? Through your journey, whether you believe it or not, um, you are a pioneer in, in this space. And so how do you adapt? How do you inspire others and continue to push yourself to succeed? Like what drives you? Um, and what um, encourages you to inspire others?
1: Thank um, you. I think, I think um, the thing that really drives me is um, it's Support them individually, and I think that's what's really important when you are considering medicine. And I, I I think that's mm, the primary motivating factor, but there are a lot of other factors. Like, I could, um, mentor somebody mm-hmm. who would like to get into medicine or, or would like to, um, become a scientist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would, um, I would love to mentor them because I'm a personalist. I have experience this mentoring you because they can give you specific <laughs> advice on your life and really speak into your life and really support you and encourage you. Yeah. And
0: that's so that's so important like you need the coaching and the mentoring right i think you really pointed that out and what resonated to me is having someone that is in your field that not only looks like you but understands the intricacies of your life um i know i you know didn't have cerebral palsy but i know seeing a black woman or a black female engineer was like a unicorn right like and in your case, you have another layer to it. It's like, I'm a female, I'm studying to get my PhD and wanting to get into medical school. And then I also have um, cerebral palsy. So I, I really think that's a good point of like having mentors that can guide you, provide perspective and be relatable. Um, because I think the more that you see someone that you can relate to, the more you can see yourself emulating them or becoming them, right? It's almost like a empowering thing. And that's One of the main reasons of why I started Technically Female Podcast is because we need to hear more stories of women who look like us that um, haven't had the opportunity to speak or use their voice or have a seat at the table. And to your point, it's really important to want to help others and understand challenges so we can grow together. Um, because I think so often because it's not what we're used to or accustomed to or it's un- quote unquote uncomfortable um, that we don't make it a priority. But I think the real growth happens when we start to get um, a better understanding of what makes us unique and what makes us different, um, because that is what creates uh, the different perspectives within the world. And you know, thinking about um, diversity and inclusivity, you know, diversity has been a big topic the last few years, especially most recently, um, due to you know the uprisings and the more and the increase in visibility to racial inequities and inequalities. Um, and so, you know, I can assume that you have this huge platform um, being. Uh, an advocate for uh, women in STEM, especially women in STEM with disabilities. So how do you see your advocacy continuing, especially as you're looking um, to pursue the medical field? And, and do you feel like there's some inclusivity currently in your field, or, or what does that
1: look like? Um, what? With someone from the Medical Association. To really push for change and for better inclusion and I think it's really important um that we support diversity and inclusion because we're, we're, Without it, um, organized session cannot, cannot, um, achieve full, um, full excellence. Um, I think having a more diverse workplace is better for everyone. With disability, people with color, people with um, it can be like anything. Like it can be um, people with any sort of different um can come to the can come to the table.
0: Absolutely. It's um. I I don't I don't know the exact stats, but there's actually been studies around teams that have more diversity um, within them, whether it's gender, whether it's ethnicity, whether it's background, whether it's you know opportunity, tend to produce uh, better results. And so I, I love the point that you mentioned on without diversity and inclusion. Um, An organization, a team, a project um, cannot achieve full excellence. And so often, um, organizations and companies want to do better. You know, it's always about improving, improving. How do we cut costs? How do we um, achieve greatness? How do we make our organization a place that people want to work? And then, in your field, you know, with your research, is how do we. Uh, give insight into something that is lacking in the medical field, um, and so with all, with all these pushes of trying to do the best, trying to do the best, trying to do the best, it, it's really important that you get um, information and you allow everybody in to provide their perspectives, um, because without each different perspective, um, it it falls flat. the The result and the idea. Uh, is always going to fall flat, and so, you know, you mentioned how you're currently doing research um, to improve motor function in adults with cerebral palsy um, using non-invasive brain stimulation and strength training, and all of that is just a mouthful in general, so (laughs) I don't even know the half about um, even part of that research, Um, and so what impact do you hope to make with your research? I know obviously provide increasing awareness to um, the inclusion in this space um, and empowering others as you mentioned, but what's at the end of the day, what's the uh, big goal uh, where you would feel like, oh, like this was success um, through your research?
1: Well, I think my, life, I did, somebody's life like will help make somebody's life more independent and, and more um, functional and, but I think that there is a lot of disability by i in in the in the research test. they're <laughs> Um, and uh, and should really create for people with a disability. Because, you know, we we make up a large percent of the world. Yep. And Disability is it's, it's a natural thing. It's not a big deal. Like, it's a natural thing and it's not a bad thing. Like, it's a superpower. Yeah. <laughs> it's a superpower. It, it, it is. Um, Yeah. so I hope my, my ideas contribute to that. Yeah,
0: no, for sure. I think to your point, you know, you talked about independence and I just thought of, you're probably not familiar with it, but this Kelly Clarkson song in the U.S. about being Miss Independent. I love that song. I love Kelly Clarkson, but you know, just being able to help someone to be more independent. um, And there's a lot of bias that goes around disability, especially, you know, what you uh, endured when you were growing up. And even now, and, you know, disability is not, to your point, the problem. Um, The way that the world is set up is the problem. And, you know, we need to be more cognizant of, um, the impact that people with disability can have on the world as well as how can we positively impact those with disabilities. Because like you mentioned, it's a superpower. And so as we talk about superpowers and we're wrapping up our episode today, um, I always end my episodes with words to the wise. Um, and so I'm going to ask you to give our technically female tribe, a word, a statement, anything of encouragement that resonates with you that you'd like to share with um, the tribe.
1: Put your mind to it.
0: I love that I love that like don't stop won't stop like you can do anything you put your mind to um as long as you give the energy and you try as hard as you can that's success right I think I love that because so often it's like well this is what success looks like but success looks different to each and I and I love that you say don't give up like don't let anything stop you and you are a product of that and so I really do appreciate you Drusha for taking the time um, to speak with our community and, and to encourage us. Your story's remarkable and it was awesome to get to learn more about you.
1: and I my to
0: Yeah, no for sure. empowerment is all the Technically Female podcast is about empowering women in STEM. And so um, until the next episode, uh, Technically Female Tribe, please check us out at, at Technically Female on Instagram. Um, feel free to leave messages and comments. If you are interested in being a part of uh, upcoming podcasts, feel free to email me at technicallyfemale at gmail.com. As always, passing all the positive vibes and sharing the STEMism. Have a great week.